Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Joining me today, Mr. Ryan Parrish, is Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello, sir. Is Mr. Guy Halford. I love Keith. Is Mr. Callan Danes. So that, right. that was the sound of me doing my flies back up after saying that comment. <laughs> Not even barely 30 seconds into the show. <laughs> it's all material for the lawsuit. Callan, can you just mute him? <laughs> How are we all this week? Keith, what have you been up to? Plenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about a, a Avo- random Avoiding clo- flood water. Oh, yeah, uh, this, you know, um, rain. I think I've had quite enough of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just catching up on a lot of stuff, actually. You know, trying to enjoy life. Played a bit of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Watched a bit of Are TV. you the only person left playing that by now? <laughs> no, there are other people doing it. Three? Four? <laughs> There's at least 20. Yeah. At least 20 that I know of. But, um, yeah, catching up on some TV. Started watching uh, Lost in Space, uh, which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, it's good. It is really good. It's good. Yeah, so just catching up with a few bits and pieces because I've got the TiVo boxes filling up. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot Have of you finally got it plugged in now? Yeah. <laughs> I got round to it. It took a while. <laughs> How much did you have to bribe the children to be able to plug it in? I made sure they were out. Ah. I had to go out. So the internet could be off um, for several hours. But it was all good. It was all good. And then it went off anyway. <laughs> Virgin Media decided to do some repairs that took 15 days. I was like, that's not fair. Intermittent internet. Never fun. Oh. I know, but nobody no, no the, the big thing about the Virgin Media thing is, is you look online and it, says, <laughs> it tells you you're your, offline. Put your um, postcode or, or phone number in so we can identify where you are. Then it, every time it comes up, no known issues. So you go, okay, this is a bit weird. You ring them up on the number, whatever it is. And then it says, oh, we know there's an issue. How can the person on the phone know there's an issue? Which is a robot, it's a machine, but the internet don't know. And then when you have a go on Twitter, they're all like, what? <laughs> We've no idea what's going on anyway. So was this like 15 days of no Wi-Fi whatsoever? It was, was 15 it like days of, it was 15 days of when you want internet during daylight hours, there wasn't any. But at four o'clock in the morning, it was super fast. I, thought, I bet Callum would have had the, literally, would have had the shakes during that period. <laughs> he wasn't having the shakes. That was... <laughs> oh, for anything else special, Keith? I'm trying to think. It's almost like you're leading me into something that I've forgotten. No, I can't remember. <laughs> Can I just say, Keith, I'll lead you into anything. <laughs> I feel like this is some kind of... <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, let's move on. <laughs> Guy, what have you been up to this week? Uh, getting annoyed. <laughs> What's new? So, no, this week. Say, this week. <sighs> um, small Tales with Guy Helford. Thunder happened. Thunder, thunder, thundercats. No! No, 
Let's not, let's, not make, let's not make this a happy situation. I got woken up at 8.30 on Sunday morning by a smoke detector going off, which was a leak coming from my roof, which now I've had nothing but problems with. So your smoke detector turned into a sprinkler? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I got like a face full of ceiling, and <laughs> I'm not happy about it. And then I came home yesterday, and supposedly it was fixed, and it kept on beeping, so I had to endure three hours of a constant beep. This is ridiculous. Get well, it sorted, lads. You know, you, know? You, you chose to move to that part of the city. <laughs> I did try and I did try and say that there was we didn't have any of these problems down my neck of the woods. Could, could we argue? Dogpool Lane look, flooded. Look, you were above the floodplain at least. That's true. Yeah. Could we arguably say that you want actively wanted me to live closer to you? I wanted you and your PlayStation Four <laughs> with VR goggles to live closer to me, <laughs> and your record cleaner. <laughs> you physically. It's the byproduct. <laughs> Sorry to say. He prefer Laura to take all your possessions and move next to Keith. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there was a lot of flooding in Sally Oak. Um, to be honest with you, for students, it's just like Glastonbury, isn't it? You know, it's like... <laughs> I saw a video of some idiots swimming in the flood water uh, in the middle of the road. Well, do you like... know what? Let's... And then a bin comes past. It's like, you, nice. you'd know what filth is in that water. I'm... I wouldn't even go near that stuff. I'm next... sorry, that sounds like genuine fun. Just like, would you swim in flood water, which you know bins have been thrown into? The, the trade-off, sure. Callan, is would you prefer, would you like that fun then, but the non-fun later when you've got hepatitis? I mean, let's be let's, let's <laughs> when you've got face legionnaires it. and every other disease under the sun. Let's face it, Callan was probably buzzing because there was water everywhere. Oh no, he was really confused. Like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on. His internal compass just went haywire. He's just stood spinning in a circle all day. <laughs> Uh, Callan we forgot to talk about this Uh, you know when we gave you dodgy chocolate yeah we didn't give it you we we told you it was dodgy chocolate and you actively ate it do you know how worried we were about you dying because you hadn't responded in the group chat for like near enough four to five hours and we were and we were like we obviously know what you were doing but we were concerned that you had died. I was just sleeping. Yeah, no, you weren't asleep. sleeping. Let's let's let let's let's cut the lies there. But we were genuinely worried about you. You closed the curtains, but not for sleeping. <laughs> I mean, for four to five hours, that would be pretty intense. <laughs> God, let's not go there. Yeah, it was an intense sleep that you had. <laughs> But we were ge- genuinely, we were worried about you. Yeah, Aww. guy actually does have a like a tiny little glimmer of empathy in that cold, uh, shriveled the, heart. At the same time, I was worried because I thought I mean, I'd have to do more production work on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was more worried about the lawsuit. <laughs> That's why I got it on air quite clearly. Where I said, "I do not recommend this, Callum." <laughs> How did you feel after eating that dodgy chocolate? Because we don't, we haven't really followed up on this. Because last week we talked about how you look like a Muppet, but now uh, you were a Muppet for eating the chocolate, but... There was nothing wrong with the chocolate. Well, I mean, the chocolate was, itself was just dry as... Ugh. It was just like... It was 20-year-old chocolate. It ain't going to taste like it's just out of the tin from Cadbury's, is it? I mean, but it's good you survived. Well, yeah. And, like, it didn't make me ill or anything, so, yeah. <laughs> no no more than he already is. <laughs> if, if you find 1999 chocolate in your cupboard, you'll be fine. And have you tried a box of roses recently? Ooh. Haven't they changed them all as well? So they've got individual, like, not even the old style proper unwrapping anymore. It's like little foil packets. Yeah, they're not, they're not nice. <sighs> Mondelez ruining a heritage of chocolate. Can I, can I talk about something which is frustrating me? Have we all seen this advert where the woman basically, like, performs an act on, on an ice cream and it's called Extreme? 
Well, yes. it's, it's called extreme, right? It is yes. extreme. Why is it called extreme? Vianetta. Is it? No, it's not Vianetta. It's Cornetto in it. Cornetto <laughs> extreme. Yeah, but it's like it's extreme. It's just it's a extreme. Corner. It's just a Cornetto. What makes it extreme? Nothing. They've got caramel in it. Car- <laughs> caramel is now an extreme. Thing. Sorry, no, it's extra. <laughs> and they missed out on the golden opportunity of have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost advertising these. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be brilliant. Because yeah. if it was those two filleting a corner, people would find the funny side in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I think so. <laughs> See, I obviously don't watch enough TV. I have not seen this ad. I haven't seen it either. I have. don't like Alan. <laughs> it, makes, <laughs> it makes a change from a guy's postcode lottery obsession. <laughs> Someone's knocking at the door. Someone's ringing the bell. <laughs> he keeps singing this constantly, all the time. Do you know what? For, for, for just for just for fun, and I don't know why, but I changed Ryan's name on Facebook Messenger to Oak Furniture Land, and I haven't changed it back. So every day I get a message from Oak Furniture Land, <laughs> <laughs> and every time it makes me chuckle. <laughs> they've got they've got rid of the two blokes doing the Oak Furniture Land. They, they're they got, actually proffered up. And have I'm they there. got Jeff Brazier and the X Factor rejects singing the, <laughs> the Paul McCartney? The now they've just got a gen- generic woman like doing a voiceover now. Really? Sale now on. Well, they need to get you to do Oak Furniture Land. That is your new I'm name. Gonna knock on wood. Uh, no, it's not as good as Letterman, is it? No. But they they need to get the, the trumpet part of that song. Da, 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 da. What is the postcode lottery? It seems pointless. What is the postcode just, lottery? There's just words coming at me now. Oak Furniture Land. Do you remember when Dom Little L- used to do it? Like, postcode lottery! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for deafening us there, guys. Perforated eardrum. <laughs> yeah, it, t- listeners, if you know what the postcode lottery is, inform Guy. You can find him at Guy underscore Halford. I do know of places that are. What's funded the by the funded people. by the people's postcode lottery. Yeah. What do you mean funded by it? Well, the, the people's the money po- that people put into it. <laughs> the winnings are, are paid to some people, and then there's other bits that are used to go to charitable causes. Well, the people's postcode lottery makes it sound rather Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It just it goes back to a Cold War kind of era. True naming. How, but how does it work though? Uh, it's basically you register with your postcode because me and my wife have a postcode lottery. So you put your postcode in, and so many people in your area will also be in the same postcode area. And basically, they'll do a random draw where they'll pull a postcode out of the hat for the top prize, and then further postcodes down. And the <laughs> is more... it literally out of a hat? No, but it's like the more postcodes, there's more chance of winning, but the less prize you'll win because there's more people in that area to share. Right. I've got this envisionment now of like a load of postcodes written on a bit of paper and someone just like pulls a... them out of a like Stephen Mulhern, right this week it's uh, it's uh, B29. Well, talking about the National Lottery, that's moved to ITV. Oh yeah, he's doing it now. Him and Ore, who's like the biggest beg on TV. Who? The guy who won Strictly a couple of years ago. Oh. Uh, yeah. I forgot he existed. He's everywhere. How would you forget he exists? <laughs> Is he the guy that used to do the sport on yeah. BBC? Yeah, okay. yeah. Can't escape and that. I know that, I know that because I watch BBC News between seven thirty and eight thirty in the morning, but not Oak Furniture Land. <laughs> that's that's Oak Furniture Land sat on the mic over there. I don't know. Home doesn't hammer for me. Isn't there an, an oh, issue I... with Oak Furniture Land? Because I'm aware that their selling point is everything's made out of solid oak. Yeah. So do the do the advertisements have a thing where it goes? You're never going to get this upstairs, 
or don't buy it if you live in a flat because <laughs> you're no. never going to get it upstairs you have to have a crane to winch it through your window no veneer in here they could do never, never, never gonna get it upstairs. Never, never, never gonna get it upstairs. See, that's, the, that's one of the joys of flat pack. You can get flat pack upstairs. Yeah, but flat pack's equally as annoying. If you can't get flat pack into a car. IKEA flat pack. Instructions make no sense. You just get a random hieroglyphs of two men doing strange <laughs> things with objects <laughs> who look similar to like assembling furniture, but just looks like a satanic ritual, but in IKEA furniture land. I must be a Satanist because I've never really had a much of a problem with IKEA furniture. I find it quite easy. <laughs> I always remember we uh, when I bought the vinyl rack uh, when I initially moved in in Redditch, and I remember like us having to bring it back in a car a Fiat 500 like with it just like couldn't see each other like it, like, it literally could have gone through the windscreen if there was like a wrong break at any moment it, it was uh, that's just that's the most uncomfortable car journey I've ever had there's, there's nothing that fears people more than being in a car with furniture transporting it you just feel like you're in final destination don't you it, like... it's like poor planning at Ikea like you go around and you have all these big ambitions like, I'm going to buy all this I'm going to buy this and then you don't realise actually no I can't get this in the car there's no well, way that's because they have a massive delivery charge and people are like I'm not going to I bought a table for £15 I'm not paying 30 quid for delivery like I'll leave the box here I'll leave the kids here <laughs> as long as I can get this furniture in the car <laughs> I love it when you see people like driving and like there's one person like holding on to the furniture like if that's going to make any kind of difference if an accident happens you got like a child tied to the roof rack <laughs> this, is just, this is just poor planning a bit of rope some bungees and a, and a roof rack and you're alright exactly no problem yes. how many people sorry Callan how, how much people- IKEA furniture have you bought in your little car that you don't own <laughs> on your bicycle <laughs> just like <laughs> Just with a lack coffee table balanced on the front of it. I do imagine though, a horse you strap it horse to with a calyx on the back. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, just attach it to the back of the horse and then just put roller skates on the bottom and then it What on the horse? <laughs> what cartoon world do you live in? No. Roller skating horse with a bookcase on the back. <laughs> I do love the fact that he's planned it all out, that he's took the horse and the roller skates. He's remembered to do all of that. Where you put the roller skates on the table and then the table just follows the horse. Where are you leaving the horse whilst you're in Ikea? <laughs> Tight up outside Just put Ikea. it in the restaurant. <laughs> you might not get it back though. It might be in the, the meatballs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh. Get a discount on your Ikea family card for that. <laughs> Anyway, talking of the child, what have you been up to this week, Callum? Um, I bought some new toys with my pocket money. <laughs> no. Have you finished your colouring in book yet that we've got you for your birthday? I haven't finished it yet, no. I need to send you pictures of that, actually. <laughs> that just sounds disturbing. <laughs> Let's just pray that he, when he closed the cuts, that's what he was doing, he was colouring. <laughs> Are you still playing with a little car? Toy car. I do love the little car, toy car. The little toy car's fun. Ugh, no, I've just been away for most of the week, enjoying not rain, not actually getting rained on, and not experiencing floods in the lovely county of East Sussex. How did you get around? <laughs> How proud were you when Harry and Meghan became the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? It's alright. It's like it's like, it's like it's bunting all up over the county. It's like oh, we have a new Duke. <laughs> it was quite nice to have my county on TV for once. Why? Because it never gets coverage. No one cares about it. 
No one yeah. cares about East Sussex. <laughs> nothing goes on in East Sussex. Just I mean, to be honest with you, nothing will happen in East Sussex now post this. <laughs> like that was your mention for the century. It's done now. I mean, like, Callan, if you were the biggest celebrity coming out of East Sussex at this point... Na- na- that's the point. Name, <laughs> a, name me five famous people from East Sussex. Um, um, give me a second. Give me You're a not second. allowed to Google it. <laughs> I don't know. I you can't don't know any famous, famous people from your home county? Um, not that are famous for good reason. Um, Keith, name wow. me some famous Brummies. Jeff Lynn. Philip David Ellis. Ha- Harewood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Parrish. Here uh, we go. Here we go. Right. Famous people born in Sussex. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, come on. Get it out. Roy it's Wood. loading. It's slow. That's, that, that's, that's Sussex. That could be West Sussex. Yes. So that doesn't count. I know none of these people. Oh, God. <laughs> This is how famous they are. I don't Here know. we go. Oh, right. We all know okay, them. Okay, okay, we all okay. know them. Okay, okay. If I go around, I'll describe it to you two who who it is. Okay. Oh, Emma Bunton. Emma Bunton. <laughs> I'm going round. Piers Morgan. Very Piers Morgan. excited. Katie by Price. Piers Morgan and Katie Price are not not famous people. Okay. Um, it's not a good list so far. <laughs> all right. In 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 a band, famous ska band. Specials. No. Terry Hall. No. Because Terry Hall's from Coventry, Plonker. <laughs> <sighs> I know. Give, give uh, us a famous bit more. band, like baggy trousers. Yeah. Suggs. Yeah. Um, oh, pro skater. <laughs> Tony Hawks. Yes. <laughs> to- that is Tony not, Hawks. That is not, not Tony Hawks, a pro skater. That is yeah, Tony Hawks, not, who was in Red Dwarf. From <laughs> Morris, Mi- Morris Minor and <laughs> <in> the Majors. <laughs> Had success as, the, success as the leader of the trio, Morris Minor. Um, okay. Oh God. Creative Britain's Got Talent X Factor. Simon Cowell. Yeah. Wait, he's from Sussex. Bogbrush Head is from Sussex. Um, this, is, this is not a good place to have come from. <laughs> she no. presents this morning, always laughing. Holly Whitaby? Yep. Oh, I didn't you read the answer out. <laughs> I didn't even see that one. Um, used to present live and kicking, now, no offence, is a bit of a rubbish presenter. Philip Schofield? No, live and kicking. Used to present me Zoe Ball. Jamie Thicks? Yep. God. This is uh, not going great. Terrible list has, of a, has a Game of Thrones character named after them? Oh, for God's sake. That don't help. Um, Ned. Ed Sheeran. Ned you Flanders. Know, you know nothing. You know nothing. Jon Snow. Oh, there the newsreader. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Scraping wow. the barrel here. <laughs> yeah, even I'm struggling a bit. Uh, uh, let me guess who's the next one on the list. Is it Dan Snow by any chance? Son of Jon Snow, famous for being son of Jon Snow. Fem- feminist writer, um, Jermaine Greer, Laura Lutz, um, got big hair, uh, <laughs> wrote a TV series Raised by Wolves. Oh, Caitlin Moran, yeah. Viv likes her. Um, honestly, now <laughs> she's from Wolverhampton. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. Who is it? Uh, Are they claiming her as Sussex? Wait, where when is the she? entire point of her comic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got one final one. This, this is the. Okay. Two, two final ones, and this is scraping the barrel. First one is uh, 70s disco singer with an afro. That don't cut it down at all, guys. 70s, 70s, 70s Leo Sayer. Male disco Leo Sayer. Yeah. Leo um, Sayer wasn't a disco like singer. That too, that too. Uh, okay, um, weather presenter. The famous weather presenter. Michael, weather Michael, presenter. Michael uh, Fish. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> Get the list up for Birmingham now, and so does and Michael. Let's see Fish. how many you know who these are. I mean, the, Birmingham is rather larger. It's quite a what than a county. That sentence makes no sense as well. Birmingham was. How many people larger. live in Sussex? I don't know. 
Have you got the Wikipedia page open? There did seem to be a, a theme to the kind of thing the celebrities from Sussex did. Yes, it was telly like, presenters. It was like everywhere else people do good stuff. Yeah. Then there was this middle ground of things that like it's daytime the, TV and reality shows. Basically, they're people who talk about other people who do good stuff. <laughs> Ryan, how was I'm your sure there's week? plenty of people who live in Sussex who aren't on telly who do lots of good things, and we applaud you for all of the wonderful things you do. Like if you're a vet or a doctor and you yes. come from Sussex, then. And, or a nurse, so that's good. Except Bog Bruchett. How was your week, R? Whilst he looks up things. Um, quite fun. Went for dim sum on Sunday. Got really fat. No change from normal. <laughs> but, uh, Viv's had some family over from Miami, and we went over to Viv's mom and dad's for dinner after picking him up from the airport, and the world's cutest dog was there. Viv's mom and dad's friend. It is officially the world's... It's a miniature poodle. No! Called Amadeus. Maxi the Cockapoo. Maxi no. underscore the cockaboo. Maxi underscore Maxi underscore the underscore cockaboo on Instagram, please follow. I, I think you'll find this dog is cuter. No, no, no. Where, where's the dog come from? He is a miniature poodle. He's Viz mom and dad's friend's dog. He's, ve- he's a very cute dog, Ryan, but it's not Maxi the scon- underscore cockaboo. Has he come from oh, Miami? He's adorable. No, he's not coming from. So Viv's un- uncle and auntie from Miami have came over. Yeah. But Viv's mom and dad were cooking dinner, and some of Viv's mom and dad's friends okay. came over, and they have a new dog. I like in that picture, Viv tried to move out of the picture, <laughs> but it's still very visible. <laughs> She's blurred out a little bit. It's like kind of just half of Viv in the background. But look at that little blep. Ryan, explain what a blep is, because like, you have to explain this to me. So a blep is where a dog sticks their tongue out with just a little bit. So just get a... Most dogs do it for some reason. They just stick their tongue out just a tiny little bit. Like, like, I, like, do you, I love people who, when they concentrate, they do a blep as well. Like, <laughs> out my dad, but my dad always did a blep when he concentrated on something. I do like the fact that the dog's wearing a bow tie and looks like a Saturday morning TV presenter. He is the cutest little bundle. No, he's not. World. He is. He is. Maxie was cute. Oh, right, get off. <laughs> oh, honestly, the Sumner sisters will hang you from the rafters if they hear that. He still is cute, but Amadeus, he's still a puppy. He's got that puppy Aww. puppy advantage. <laughs> All right, Callan, you done your research? Yes. There is a few famous people from Birmingham. Colin, who, who have we got? <laughs> right. Uh, Let's make this quick, though, because this is, this is becoming tiresome, this feature. We this have weird a, news this isn't even a, This isn't even a feature. This is just... Random stuff read off old, the internet. Old lady from Coronation Street, open all hours. So, sorry, what? <laughs> you watch soaps? Do I look like the person who one watches Coronation Street and two watches open all hours? Are you having a laugh, mate? <laughs> Stephanie Cole, anyway. Who? Still don't know. Oh, is she the old, uh, old woman from Man Down, isn't she? I think she might be, yeah. Uh, how, bloody, how, how does he know that? Because um, he's got Wikipedia referred to him. Open all hours. Um, I think it's a singer from Duran Duran. Simon Laban. <laughs> or isn't ninety percent of Duran Duran yeah, from? They basically are from Simon Le- But Simon Laban is not from. Oh, is he Burn. not? He's from Hampshire, I think. Yeah, it's and the rest, rest of them. them Nickname Tintin. You. Stephen Duffy. <laughs> yes, well done. Right. Yes. Um, he doesn't know who that is. I don't know who that. I know is. who Duran Duran. Oh. I'm not singing him Tintin's most famous song though. Oh, um, the woman from Mad Men. The woman from Mad Men? <laughs> yeah, the famous woman from Mad Men. Christina Hendricks? Yes. She's from, from Birmingham. Birmingham? Yeah. Nah. She's from Sully Hall. Hang on, not Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says she was born in Birmingham. No. Um, right. the Felicity short, Jones. Short one Birmingham. that used to be on Top Gear. 
Richard, Richard Hammond. Hammond. Yes, I walked past him and shouted them once. Um... Cool story, guy. <laughs> your brush with fame. Isn't it? <laughs> I just love the way he just casually went. I walked past him and shouted them once. <laughs> casually, as you like. We know guys' celebrity celebrity uh, bump intos are never successful due to the terrible picture of him and Dave Benson Phillips. I can trump. I can trump his. Richard Hammond is a bumped physically into Michael Palin outside HMV on on um, Birmingham New Street. Many I was years stood ago. behind Joe Lycett in Paper Chase in Grand Central a couple of weeks. Every- <laughs> Reading backstage, <laughs> I uh, walked out the toilet, uh, accidentally shoulder barged into Ron, Ron, Ron Weasley, shoulder barged into me, and he went, "Oh, sorry, man." I turned around, "Don't worry about it, Ron. It's fine." <laughs> wow, only you could be so awkward when meeting someone famous. Are you oh. sure it was Ron Reasley and not just some random ginger Yeah, man? no, it was anyway, him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Callum, in your adopted city, there are lots of famous people. There are lots of famous people. Don't you feel like blessed coming to such a great city as Birmingham? All right, it is time for one of our favourite segments. Weird news. Is it a favourite? I think it's a favourite. I mean... Keith, do you like weird news? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from was... questioning the name of every single reporter ever listed on it, I, I I find weird news to be very much weird. Could we quickly though first talk about the article your wife shared with us, lovely in the, the week about the woman who was trimming her toenails? No, what was that? Was it shaving her legs? Shaving legs in, in a swimming. No, pool. that was Phil Ellis, wasn't it? No, I think wasn't it Viv? No, it was Viv. No, no was Phil Viv. most definitely didn't shave his legs in a swimming pool. <laughs> I can categorically say that didn't happen. He usually does it in the. He usually does it in the uh, hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been here. <clears throat> anyway, so you mean the over-glorified Reddit post that yes. somehow got made into an article? Yes. Oh. Callan, Callan said that like he was on uh, Question Time. <laughs> Callan, Callan seems very disappointed in somebody for stealing content from Reddit. <laughs> I am. It's, I'm sorry, it's lazy journalism. <laughs> it just make most of the stories on weird news is lazy journalism. I mean, compared, compared to that, like weird news is like... I love the top tier journalism. I love the investigative to... reporting side of it, where they just go stuff like it's a swimming pool somewhere in the world, <laughs> and you can hear American voices, but that's as far <laughs> as we can identify it. It's like the laziest part of it at all. It's just like, yeah, there's a video, some woman shaving her legs somewhere. They didn't even like try searching the Im- try cross searching the image to find no. Ugh, lazy journalism. <laughs> anyway, are we ready for our new story titles? We'll be giving headlines first. Yep. Headlines. Hit so, headlines. from motherboard.voice.com. Man sells Facebook data off on eBay. What, his or someone else's? His. Selling all of his Facebook data on eBay. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one from the Telegraph. Knives are too sharp and filing them down is the solution to soaring violent crime, says Judge. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I heard it. Right, yes, carry on. Number three, a bag of wet socks is living in the White House press brief. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over that I one. I mean, if that's what they call Sean Spicer. Then. <laughs> and the next one from CBC News. Goldfish who can't keep his mouth open gets tiny goldfish braces. That's adorable. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's got to be the wet socks, isn't it? Yeah. Shall we start off with the wet socks? 
All right, so this is from... He was in disbelief that everything he's just heard. So this is from newworldstoday.com. And oh, it's, that famous site. And it's credited to a Saga Ingetti, whose Twitter handle is E-S-A-A-G-A-R. I bet that's just an egg for yes. a picture. So he's the White House correspondent for the Daily Caller, and he tweeted an image of the socks on May the 17th. The socks appeared dirty and enclosed in a plastic baggie. Okay. They look like sports socks, don't they? It's like, oh, could you send wait, me this on Facebook, show, show, me, show, show me the socks again. Yeah, they look like... You know when your mum like, gives you socks for sports at school and like, they get a bit stinky, so you put them in a plastic bag to take <laughs> home so you can put them in the washing machine? That's what they kind of look like. Five days later, Njeti was back in the briefing room and shared another snapshot of the socks. <laughs> While the location of the socks in the room has shifted, the second time around they remain sealed in what appeared to be the original bag. Nah, he's putting them there. I was going to say he's that, He's putting yeah. them there. Yeah. And Jetty's third spotting of the socks came a full week after the first on May the 24th. The formerly wet socks were now reportedly crusty. Oh. Calendanes, what have we been doing? But they smell like <laughs> man's pee room. The White House has not immediately responded to the HuffPost request for comment on the sock saga. Social media, however, has offered other alternative comments about the sock. Oh, God, please tell me what those are. So, <laughs> starting off, James Hicks. Maybe it's just me, but why don't, instead of making jokes about the bag, why don't you reach down, pick the bag up, and dispose them in the garbage? It's what reasonable adults would do. Can we just... Ask jhick709365 on Twitter. Can we just I'm add a point to now. this? Because we've all talked about what was in my garden. <laughs> we all know, if you're a regular, so you know what was in my garden. And I've got gardeners in doing the garden. Now... I would be in this man's position. I wouldn't want to pick this up because I had to pick up what was in my garden, effectively using a carrier bag, like picking up dog poo. <laughs> so to be honest with you, no, he shouldn't pick them up because nobody should have to pick carrier... up somebody else's filth. So he picked them up, put them in a carrier bag and shoved them in a drawer for later. <laughs> I, I think this is... You can easily buy some of those robotic hand things for like 50p from Tiger. <laughs> and if not, you should be ingenuous. Ingen- you should be clever enough. <laughs> to fashion something out of a out of an old um, coat hanger to shall, shall we go, easy for you to say mate you didn't have to pick pick porn out of your garden shall we go Sorry, back did, to some more of the Twitter put it comments? there to begin with <laughs> shall we go back to some more of the Twitter comments yes, before please. we go off this article I don't know why this is extraordinarily interesting to me please keep us updated I want answers about these socks damn it says JD Hornsky Hornsky H-O-R-N-S-K-I no way, not a real name. Best news narrative in DC from Robert Danaki at RJ Danaki three. I thought he meant DC as in the DC. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's the it's the it's the most consistent thing in the White House at the moment, isn't it? Yes. So <laughs> the swamp could not be more literal, says Caleb Hall. <laughs> and the last one is, I'm so invested now, I can't see wait to see what has what's been planned for episode three. And Jetty told Huffbo via a direct Twitter message he has absolutely no clue who the socks belong to, but he did notice them on a day where it had been pouring with rain, which would likely explain the wetness. <laughs> he told us that nobody sits or stands in that area of the briefing room has any idea where the socks came from either. Can you, can you... Uh, and, and his final comment was, I'm not at the White House today because POTUS is travelling, but I'll check on them on Monday and tweet an update. Twitter, t- 
clearly this is a developing story. <laughs> I reckon, I re- do you reckon like Trump's running around going, Lania, Jared, have you seen my socks anywhere? <laughs> that was the worst Trump impression. I can't do one, but... They're, they're, they're great socks. They're great socks. The greatest socks of all time. <laughs> and no, nobody has socks like these. They're great uh, socks. Brian, you sound more like Richard Nixon meets Bill Clinton with that impression. <laughs> he doesn't. He sounds like the guy from The Room. You you two come up with a better one. We know you're Mark, are these your socks? (laughs) I'm a president. I don't believe they can be Mr. Trump's. Purely because he wouldn't have put them. He wouldn't have put them in a bag. He'd have just threw them at somebody. (laughs) That'd be gold. When he fired someone, just lobbed. There's a a bit of thought. There's a bit of thought and consideration for the humans. Golden color socks. Yeah, they'd be yellow. I think away. that that is a great edit to The Apprentice. Is that now he's left? Just have them throw the socks at them. No, there should be no Apprentice at all. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger is left after one season, isn't he? Yeah, probably realise what a terrible garbage now, show he is. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, with Callan, it, Callan, it's like it genuinely happens from day to day, and this is when like Trump fires a member <laughs> of his staff. <laughs> yeah, fired. Um. Next weird news story, we're going with goldfish, knives are too sharp, or man selling his Facebook data. Man selling his Facebook data, purely because I want to know how much he made and whether it's worth me doing it. <laughs> yes. So this is from Motherboard, which is part of Vice.com, and, and the writer is Daniel Oberhaus. I'll pay for your pictures. <laughs> There's none of me on Facebook. We know this. Yes. This guy is selling all of his Facebook data on eBay. I realised I'd been selling my data free for a long time, and it was designed to cash in. Okay. Google and Facebook are the two most valuable companies in the United States, and the majority of their revenue is derived from selling advertisements. The reason these giants of Silicon Valley have been able to command a three-quarters of the US ad market is because of the extensive amount of data they have on their users, which can use as target ads with an uncanny precision. This user data is not impervious to abuse, as was recently shown in the Cambridge Analytica scandal. But even in the wake of misuse, 87 million American da- Americans' data is still available. Facebook next worth only took a small hit also. If these companies are making bank off our data and aren't even managing to keep it safe, shouldn't we get a small cut of the action? 26-year-old Londoner Ollie Frost thinks so, which is why he put all of his Facebook data up for sale on eBay last weekend. There are loads of companies over the last week, loads of emails from companies over the last week about GDPR saying about how valuable and important my data was to them. I realised I'd been giving it away for free for ages and decided it was time to cash in. In a listing post of the online auction site on Saturday, Frost offered all of his data, Facebook data starting from 99 cents. His data was acquired using the Facebook tool, which allows anyone to download a complete record of their Facebook activity. According to Frost's listing, the data includes every like, post, and inane comment since I was 16, photos dated, and ten, fo- photos dated back to when I had a fringe and listened to Billy Talent, and loads more like who I vote for, my boss's name, and where all my family live. So okay. how much is it at? Frost is no stranger to internet stunts. He's the guy before life faker the app that made your life look perfect on social media and flop starter a crowdfunding platform for bad ideas. Still the thought of some stranger letting you buy pictures of you when you're 16, which less than names and address of all your family members is something to give you pause. I mean, I felt like this when I was selling my cassettes in the week. I quite like the idea of selling pictures of myself. Right, that's it. Move on to the next story. (laughs) Just to finish it off. At the time of Don't use that phrasing, please. (laughs) 
At the time of writing, Frostator had attracted 43 bidders and a top bid of about 385 US dollars. Said he intends to donate all the money to the Electrical Frontier Foundation, a prominent non-profit organisation fighting for digital rights and internet privacy. Whether the highest bidder will be getting a good deal on his personal data is an open question, Froster said, because he has no idea what his data is actually worth. I tried to look it up online, but the articles were so long, that's why I asked the internet, he said. But that's a stunt. He's just got one of his mates to bid that up. That's not genuine. That's just what it's one of these things where people are going online and go, I know this stuff's not worth nothing, but if you can bid it up for me, and then like whoever's whoever's put the bigger bid in is going to get what's it. And if it does sell to you, I'll just relist it. That's why all these things end up being relisted on eBay because their mates' bids win. Can I just add, if you are interested in buying Callum Dane's pictures, you can find them on Instagram at Dane's Radio. <laughs> There's a fair You'll be able to find Callum's pictures if you contribute to the Geeky Brummy Patreon, which we're now going to launch <laughs> exclusively. You get one signed picture of Callum per week. <laughs> in different poses. Yes. Actually, if you On a subscribe horse. to the highest Patreon level, <laughs> wedding prince, wedding pins, If you can, if you because then it's sad and like take away. If you go to the top tier of Patreon, you can suggest the pose in which you'd like Callum to take. <laughs> I or suggest, I suggest Burt Reynolds, mid nineteen seventies Playboy. There, there is no, the nothing is off the table. Whatever you suggest, except a cup and a cloth. <laughs> or just, <laughs> and if you'd like to come and take the photos like that. yourself, that's even better. Or just, or just wait, get him drunk and wait till one o'clock in the morning when he'll send you one and you have to wake up and see it in the morning. <laughs> what was the what was the bald-headed one that popped up in our feed oh, this I week? Found, what the I, heck was... I <laughs> found an app called, uh, like, where you have to like, make, you make people bold, oh. so I made him bold. Oh, so it came from you. I didn't realise. I thought like, that was Callan. He looked like Keith head from the Prodigy because all the hair at the back of his head was still there. He just looked like he had random spikes in the back. We'll post that up on our Twitter feed at some point if you're yeah. here. People want to see that, right? So we're down to two new. Everyone, oh, I think these are running through quickly because they're both good. They're both good. Do you want goldfish first or do you want knives first? I goldfish. mean, that's a sentence they're... nobody's ever said. <laughs> they both sound equally stupid <coughs> beyond belief. So, um... shall we go with goldfish first? As I have Is it there open. a picture? Yes. Goldfish who can't keep mouth open gets tiny goldfish braces. Oh, what? This is from Lauren O'Neill of CBC News. A Pennsylvania goldfish named Mr. Hotwing might be the first orthodontic patient <laughs> of his species. Might be the first orthodontic patient of his species. Do you want to see what Mr. Hotwing's braces look like? Looks like he's playing a mini harmonica. Oh, that's adorable. Just weeks after a picture of a Michigan dog with braces went viral. <laughs> I don't remember okay, that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, veterinary orthodontics are in the newsfeed once again. This time, though, the patient is a goldfish, a standard orange goldfish, the ones who live in a bowl and retail for roughly 27 cents and sort of resemble a buffalo chicken wing when, you, when you, you squint and think really hard about it. His name is Mr. Hotwing, and he's the first pet of every kind to make headlines with a corrective dental appliance. Do you know what, though? It's sweet that somebody's done that because, like, they obviously mm. care about. Yeah, it's still life. The end of the day, yeah, it's sweet. They like wanted like to it. get on the internet for some pointless reason. Yeah, it's not cute. An it's not adorable. It's ridiculous. But I'm an animal lover, and I'm I'm, I'm up for anything that saves an animal. Philadelphia's That's not saving an animal. To yeah. continue with the story, Philadelphia's six ABC Action News reports that Mr. Hotwing, who lives in Allentown, Pennsylvania, his <laughs> big house, his big mansion, was born without a lower jawbone, which makes him impossible to hold his mouth open. Mm-hmm. Because of this, the fish yeah. suffer some breathing and eating difficulties. 
rather than he did before his owner brought him to Dr. Brian Palermo at Lehigh Valley Veterinary Dermatology. <laughs> so, veterinary. Must have, had, must have had a quiet week for appointments. <laughs> veterinary Dermatology. How does that make any sense? Okay. I can see how dogs might need teeth work or mm. cats need teeth work, but. Palermo. Palmerio, described by Action News as the fish doctor, reportedly performed surgery on Mr. Hotwing to open his mouth. After he conducted a lot of research on the topic, he fastened some custom braces out of a plastic credit card to correct Mr. Hotwing's bite <laughs> or lack thereof. Fish bra- braces wrote the veterinary clinic on Facebook last week under a post-op photo of the little patient. Mr. Hotwing came in today for trouble breathing and inability to eat. He was born without a lower jawbone and his mouth could not stay open. Brian Palmero did surgery to open his mouth and created this brace to help his mouth stay open. Mr. Hotwing might be the first fish to get his braces, in a manner of speaking, but he's not the first to receive benefit from Palmero's plastic card veterinary devices. The Lehigh Valley Clinic also shared a photo of a larger fish, which seemed to have a makeshift splint on his fin in November. All in all, Mr. Hotwing's braces were said to have cost $150. I have two questions yes. from this. Uh, firstly, did they have to put him under anaesthetic to do the operation? Doesn't say. And secondly, does this happen every two years when his credit card expires? <laughs> this may seem an expensive vet bill for a fish that costs less than a dollar, but you can't put a price on family. Yes. Aww. And hey, it's still way cheaper than human braces. Or dog braces, for that matter. <laughs> Move on to the knife one before I think Keith's jaw hits the floor and we'll have to get him some braces. <laughs> Do we need to fashion some braces out of a couple of credit cards for you, Keith? What the heck? Right. So, the telegraph.co.uk. I like it. This article is just listed as knives in their article subcategories. Because <laughs> 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 apparently it needs its entire own subcategory. spoons? <laughs> knives are too sharp and filing them down is a solution to sorry violent crime, Judge says, by Joel Adams. A judge has proposed a nationwide programme to file down the points of kitchen knives as a solution to the country's soaring knife epidemic. Last week in his valedictory address, retiring Luton Crown Court Court judge Nick Madge spoke of his concern that carrying a knife had become routine in some circles and called on the government to ban the sale of large pointed kitchen knives. (laughs) (laughs) Latest figures show stabbing deaths among teenagers and young adults have reached the highest level for over eight years, and knife crime overall rose 22% in 2017. In the past two months, he said there has been 77 knife-related incidents in Bedfordshire, including three killings. Judge Madge told the assembled judges, barristers and court staff these offences seem motiveless. One boy was stabbed because he had an argument a couple of years before at his junior school. He said laws designed to reduce the availability of weapons to the young women to would-be offenders had almost no effect since the vast majority had been merely taken from the cutlery drawer. A few of the knives carried by use are so-called Rambo knives or samurai swords, though these are a small minority. The reason why these measures have little effect is the vast majority of knives carried by use are ordinary kitchen knives. Each kitchen contains lethal knives which are potential murder weapons. Accordingly, it's very easy for any youth who wants to obtain a knife to take it from the kitchen drawer in his home or the home of one of his friends. This is just depressing. Why do we need 8-inch or 10-inch kitchen knives with points? Butchers or fishmongers do, but how often does a domestic chef use a knife of 8 inches or 10 inches? I've watched that stuff that was on Saturday Blinking Morning that I complain about all the time, and they're always flinging their flipping knives around. 
filleting fish or flipping things yeah. the sharpy pointy bits it just goes on and on and on oh my and god on and on oh. well no wonder he's retiring short 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 sighted mr magoo judge <laughs> <laughs> pointy nose are bad genius <laughs> thanks for that judge I love how at no point he provides a solution to it it's like yes. he said to file them down or stop selling knives yep. and uh, knives eight inches or above yes but what if you need a knife that's eight inches or above to cut well apparently something? you need to be either a fishmonger or a butcher to have to need a knife down what there. if you buy meat from the butcher though how like how are you supposed to do that if you don't have a knife to <laughs> questions for your young mind to ponder I think I think that's enough weird news. I think it's a little that, that whole the judge is a little bit short sighted on on that whole thing. I think yeah. there's a little bit more to it. There but... was some there was some good intention, but yeah, <laughs> good intention. I'm doddering off to Looneyland. Here's some advice for you lot: Does don't it... stab each other. With your pointy things. All I can think of is the episode of Father Ted, and all you've got is him stood outside with two sounds saying, "Careful now," and down with this sort of thing. Careful now. <laughs> File down those sort of things. <laughs> Don't run with scissors, kids. <laughs> so, Solo has came out at the cinemas and it's not gone down too well. Solo, the life story of Callan Danes. Carry on. <laughs> I've been working on that one for a long time. You know, sometimes you've got to build these jokes up and you got to get them out there. It's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine with you, isn't it? Name your sex tape. <laughs> Why is the guy on Britain's Got Talent? Because <laughs> I already have an idiot with stupid hair Just the one. sat on the judging panel. Just the one. <laughs> That's no way to describe Amanda Holden. <laughs> anyway, can we back to the actual subject of topic of conversation? Solo, as Star Wars movie. So, as we've said, it's been out in the cinema. Not gone down too well with the cinema viewing public. <laughs> the life story of Callan Days. <laughs> I don't think... That that statement actually is indicative of what's actually happening, because I, I it's think not it's too it, close to Last Jedi and it's too close to Infinity War and Deadpool too. Yeah. Keith used a big word, but it's not also it's not the people that are going that aren't liking it. No, it's it's people people are not going because they don't think they're going to like it yeah. and are kind of making a stand against like Lucasfilm. Yeah, I think it's a ridiculous attitude that people are taking of like not going because they want to send a message. To Lucasfilm, it's like well, <laughs> it's like write him a letter. They're, they're not going to care. Right. They're, 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 they're backed up by Disney. They've got plenty of money. You not going? It's not going to make that big a difference to them overall. I Did, think I've worked out rolling. why they have done this though. Which in my head is they wanted to try and claim another holiday as a Star Wars day. Because we all we all pretty much know that Christmas is Star Wars time now. In the last three films have come out at Christmas prior to Solo, and. I think they were trying to claim Memorial Day as Star Wars Day as well. So they could have two bites of the charity, cherry. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I mean, Disney, greedy. It's a little bit It's a little bit greedy, I think. And also this Christmas, they're pushing the return of Mary Poppins as their big yeah. Christmas movie. So I don't think they wanted to clash with the Star Wars that's at that point. Hamilton's I don't think... involved, that's why. Yeah. I'm not, but, I'm, not, I'm not sure how well that'll go down. That's but, but there's completely two completely different audiences there. You're yeah. not going to be watching Mary Poppins or Star Wars. I think it's possibly the release was a little soon after 
The Last Jedi. And, and The Last Jedi didn't go really down well in the fan community. Giving, yeah, it's not thing. like going down well. It's like business talk. Moving forward! <laughs> but in, in financial terms. Yeah. But I think, I think it's a terrible time for fans to be dictating, thinking they've got this Power. divine right to dictate how things are. And when it doesn't go their way, to be throwing their weight around. Because I went to see Solo. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was fun. It was nothing groundbreaking. It was nothing like I was thinking, my my God, that's the most earth-shattering movie I've ever seen. It was entertaining for the two hours. I was thrilled. I was grinning. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's it, if you're not going because you're thinking, oh, well, I don't want to give my dollar to the what's it? Then that's fair enough. Don't don't go. But if you go, you you will be entertained. You will enjoy well, it. So we had the issue where the Millers left the film pretty much way halfway through production. Five months into production. And then Ron Howard gets brought in and he pretty much has to start again from the beginning. Yeah. They say what? Was it 70%? Happy days. Sorry. So it was pretty much 70% done and then Ron Howard has to pretty much throw most of that away and start again from fresh and get it done in a really tight time. And as you said, this is a good sci-fi movie. Yeah. I begrudge (laughs) calling it a Star Wars movie. I don't think it needed to be a Star Wars movie. Well, kind uh, of did because of the well, name of the character. No, if <laughs> on a technicality, can, Ryan. You, can you let me explain what I'm trying to say here? We didn't need this a backstory for Han Solo. The point of Han Solo, he comes in, he's an enigmatic character. He's got a backstory we don't explain. It's all mysterious, and that's the whole point of him in the original trilogy. The point of Han Solo is you don't need to know his backstory. You just need to know he's a smuggler and he's got a fast spaceship, and that's it. That that's all you needed. This is a pointless film to be made in Star Wars universe. You could have made this film with any generic Star Wars sci-fi characters. It didn't have to be a Star Wars story. Yeah, I think you kind of you kind of write in the fact that it's an unnecessary yeah. addition yeah. to to the, the whole Star Wars thing because, like you said, you don't really there is nothing to Han Solo in the original trilogy. No, he is he is he's just what he is. He he's just a he's, yeah. he's a kind of like. He's not. He's he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. No. He's he's out for himself, and he just happens to fall in with. He's a typical anti-hero. He's after himself yeah. only, and he gets caught up in circumstance to help other people out. But whilst it's unnecessary, it's perfectly serviceable as a, as a as an exciting film. I could I kind of liked the western vibe that it had got, the whole kind of gunslingers and yeah. and and this one saying it didn't really feel Star Wars. It's I mean the, the only bits that felt Star Warsy was the bit with the Imperial Navy coming out of the moor. Yeah. And that was that was it. You didn't really need the whole bit on Nimban, I think it was the planet. What's Nimban? The muddy planet. Yeah. But it didn't really feel Star Wars universe to me throughout that. If if compared to Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One is very deeply in the Star Wars mythos from start to finish. It needed to be Star Wars. This this felt like it could it could have been a generic smuggler story without having to be in the Star Wars universe. It felt like the story had been written for something else, and they pasted Star Wars over the top of it. Even though it was written by Lawrence Castan, who has done some of the better Star Wars but stuff. But he did, he did Empire and stuff, didn't he? So, yeah. It's a tricky one. I think it's it, it falls into the, the, the thing of it. You don't really need that story because that the version of the Kessel Run you had in your head when you were 11 is going to be the best version of that yeah. tale. And it felt like you'd been cheated with this. I mean, spoilers here, but the way that that works out with L3, 
it, it felt like this diminished this whole mythos around Hanzo Lurho is the fastest spugner in space. Yeah, it's a bit of that. I didn't really take that away. I kind of, I did kind of let that all wash over me. I think in the cinema, I wasn't too bogged down by the kind of whole nods to the yeah. Star Wars thing. What got me more were all the nods to the non-Star Wars stuff. So basically, things that were talking about Goonies and Back to the Future and yeah. Indiana Jones and all of these other nods that were quite cool. But I, I kind of like the fact. I couldn't get more. I could have got. I would have liked more Chewie and more Falcon. I'd have liked more Lando. I think Donald Glover had a bit of a disservice with the amount of screen time he got. He was probably the best thing that's coming out of this film. I did quite like how when you first hear him, he's very much doing the Billy D. Williams voice and then yeah. stops yeah. after that first. You kind of hear it and you go, "Wow, that's Lando!" But then he doesn't continue on after that. And yeah. he's, he's. I mean, he 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 does a really good job of being that flamboyant character but he doesn't there isn't anything more revealed about Lando's character throughout well, the entire if movie if you watched any of the expanded Star Wars so the animated stuff with the yeah. Rebels I think he was a lot closer to how he was portrayed in Rebels than he was portrayed in the original trilogy yeah he's kind of like in, that in between thing as you said you can see the Rebels one kind of fits in that continuity yeah and talking about Rebels with the big reveal near the end yes which we won't spoil on this particular Show. No. Yeah, that's that quite... was dumb. No, that's no. Let's leave it as that. That was dumb. If you've watched Rebels or the Clone Wars, yeah, it's it's a very fitting of how they've done that. But like, yeah. majority of people haven't got time to watch that, so it is kind of. Well, dumb. you should make time to watch it because uh, Rebels. But is... Yeah, but it felt it felt like something that a it... lot of people in the cinema were scratching their heads, or they were scratching something else. I don't know, but they were definitely like, I was confused. How, what did you think of the film overall, guy? Because you're not, the, you're not. I wouldn't consider you to be as a dyed-in-the-wall Star Wars fan as as I would consider myself to be. What What did you think about it? Approaching it as possibly, you know, the more casual viewer. What? Not geeky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good. Film. <laughs> what, did, what did you think? Yeah, um, no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I sat by Ryan in the cinema, enjoyed that because um, he had sweets. Um, I do you? Know, I left half. Ball. I left half a pack of Caramac buttons in the cinema when we left, and I realised the train station. when I stole one of them. Oh, I was fuming because the train was delayed as well, so I like, had nothing to munch on the station. Anyway, keep getting back to your question. Yes, I enjoyed the film. Uh, I thought that um, the guy with the big chin who played the lead role, he was okay as Han Solo. Like, there was moments where he looked a bit like him, so I thought. I thought it was going to be a disaster. It wasn't a disaster. Uh, I thought the, the, the that particular scene that we were just talking about was dumb and not needed because I think that is lost on a lot of people and it made me sit there questioning timelines for a few minutes which lost. I felt I then I, I tripped over a bit of the film because I was trying to work out why that was there which I think was not a good move for them to maybe an after credit thing yeah could have been better as a nice thing but i think as a main thing in the film a lot of heads were scratching i'll tell you what was the worst part of that film amelia clark no she was all right she was just smiley weren't she just I, happy she's always I, happy i just felt more emotional acting range from the robot played by phoebe waller bridge <laughs> rather than amelia clark who was great as the robot actually the, the, yeah. do you know what the thing i hated about the film the most was his primary okay this is a spoiler but i don't care his primary purpose is to go back to get a ship to go back and free her from slavery yeah. and then once he's first committed crime he goes stumbles onto um port uh, vision's ship 
Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, here you are, and here I am. Oh, my whole purpose for the first 45 minutes of the film don't matter anymore. Literally, that was lousy writing. It was lousy. It was like a real bad coincidence. It was just like, oh, you're here. Yeah, oh, cool, that's cool. Forget about that then. Let's move on with this then. Yeah, no, it was... it just seemed like he's been looking incentive for three years. Just been forgotten about it in three seconds. But surely that was setting up the idea that she's obviously done stuff to get off the planet. But it would have been nice to know that, though, good. what so it that, was. It would have been nice to know her backstory a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it just came out of the blue, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, so that's not a thing anymore. They, they could have done the traditional Star Wars wipe, gone mm. back to Corellia, had ten minutes with her character, explain her progression, and then come back to the solo story, and I don't think it would have lost anything. I suppose they could have had the setup with her and uh, yeah, Dryden Ross. Yeah, 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 that would have been five. That, minutes. that, that could have they could have had a quick thing there that, that, yeah. that, that this is her way of getting off because she thinks that Han's yeah. not going to come back. I mean, that was the whole thing with the original trilogy is yeah. it, it cuts between the characters and it, and it mm. progresses the story in a in a linear fashion, but across multiple frames. Whereas this was just purely focused on Solo from start to finish. I don't think there's pretty <laughs> much a long period of time where we don't have him on screen. No. Well, he's got his name in the films, all right. I know, but, but still, I mean, they, they, they ain't misadvertising that. They ain't underselling it. I did yeah. like um, Beckett, though. The introduction of um, yeah. Woody Harrelson's character was really good. I did quite yes. like the fact that he was definitely the template that that Han bases himself on yeah. going forwards yes. in terms of like I'm going to be the one who doesn't you can't trust. And and I liked the introduction of Chewie and Han as well. Yeah. And you can see their relationship build across the well, film. Well, it was quite nice that it was a it was a reflection of what happens in um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that was quite a nice kind of um But you can piece. see their relationship build as well across the film rather than just being, oh, we're best friends now. Yeah. But I love Chewie in that. He was so cool. I think overall film B- minus for me. It's good. It's not great. Don't think it was needed, but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I saw it and it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The whole family enjoyed it I, I was uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5 um, but I think don't worry about the kerfuffle about it yeah just, just go, go just go and, and enjoy, enjoy it. yourself it's not going to be the worst movie you've ever seen no um, but it's definitely definitely worth seeing it wasn't needed no but we need to start expecting this from Star but, Wars now we're just going to get uh, Disney <sighs> are sitting on a throne of money and let's face it after their 2019 that's about to hit yeah. they're going to be sitting in palace of money well, so we'll get stories about we'll barely get a story about Admiral Atbar we'll we get the, like the history of the jazz the musicians the casino bands so. this month we've had confirmed Obi-Wan movies in pre-production and we've heard rumours that the Boba Fett movies in progress as well yeah the Boba Fett one <laughs> I kind of I've read Bink and Tag so that's kind of like yeah you know we know that he's alive out there yeah. somewhere but also the idea of like I don't like the idea of using the term we didn't need it because I'm trying to, I'm struggling to think of any film we needed. Uh, Ace, Ace Venture, Pet Detective, Two, <laughs> Nature Calls, Rogue One, Jackass, Three Point Five. <laughs> You're winning me over. You've convinced me that Indiana, Indiana, be, the best friends starring Tommy was Green Sestero. Indiana Jones Four. No, wait. Maybe not that one. <laughs> Callan, have we convinced you it's worth going to watch? Uh, 12A can't get him without his dad I might watch it if it comes on Netflix but uh... what a millennial answer that was I might watch it if it comes on Netflix Tuppy Trump, Tuppy Trumps, Tuppy Trumps, Tup Trumps, Tuppy Trumps, Tuppy Trumps, Tuppy Tuppy Trumps, Harry Potter edition
Once he just that? lost his mind. <laughs> it was a Harry Potter oh thing. Oh my god, someone kept the straight jacket. What's happened? Ding, 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 top trumps. <laughs> We're going to play top trumps. I genuinely thought he was We're having a breakdown. We're going to play top trumps. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban edition. <gasps> oh, is the... the oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, He's going to be the oh, bloody Prisoner favorite. of Azkaban after that, oh, that my, incident. Oh, my favourite. Still was my favourite Harry Potter movie. Yes. yes Darkest, but still the best. <sighs> Right, I'm going to start off, and I'm going to choose the first category. I'm going to pick Aunt Marge, who is on the back of the cards. Nice. Who is, according to a description, full of hot air in more ways than one. That kind of looks like a puffer fish. Aunt Marge sneers at Harry and taunts him about his parents. Temper, ten. Oh, nuts. Um, I mean, I'm going to burn one anyway, because I can't beat that. So I have... Probably what's the worst card? The fat lady. What? She's the one who's <laughs> shaving lady. on the show. She's the doorway. She's to... called the fat lady. <laughs> yeah, she's the painting. I mean, Callis, the entrance to. Callum's been sizes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gryffindor password lady. Give us a description, Callum. Guardian of Gryffindor Tower. The fat lady won't allow students to enter the common room without the correct password. <laughs> Sounds like his uni days, doesn't it? <laughs> And she has a temper of three. Guy? Yeah, I was going to get rid of This is Emma Thompson playing some character. I don't know. She just looks random. Looks like somebody <laughs> that you probably... Professor Trelawney. Oh, I mean, looks like somebody like... You, you wouldn't you wouldn't swipe for them on Tinder. The divination, Professor. <sighs> I, was, I was reading about this, actually, the other week. His, her and uh, Mrs. Helena Bonham Carter apparently had a bit of a rough time together on set. A little bit of infighting. Oh, okay. Do you want know actually do you know what? She's got a bit of a Janice Janice Joplin vibe going on here, mm-hmm. actually. I can dig that. Temp up one. <laughs> Just like Janice. Cool. I'm gonna have to use uh Rubius Hagrid. The Harry's closest friend that is almost twice as tall as a normal human and at least five times as wide. He teaches care of magical creatures at Hogwarts during Harry's third year. He's only got a temper of seven. These cards are definitely sizes, right? So a random woman who's just in it for about five minutes beats all. Yeah, but <laughs> she's on the back of the cards. <laughs> what was it? What beats Cracker? Was his name was Cracker, wasn't he? Yeah. Not Train. That yeah. mean I get to pick again. Hermione Granger, the the poshest of all the Harry Potter universe. As eager as ever to return to school, Hermione is determined to study as many subjects as possible. How will she fit them in is another matter entirely. Oh, I know. I know how she does can, it. Can I just say that Callan Danes is all the Hermione Granger of this show. Very irritating, <laughs> but useful. <laughs> you mean, Magic. You mean the best looking out of the bunch? Please. Oh, and, oh, let's not get into we all that. Know it's the one everyone Rowan. actually likes. <laughs> please don't compare Callan to Hermione Emma Granger. Please. Magic. 60. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, no. I'll go for this one. Professor Minerva, Minerva McGonagall. <laughs> I can't say her name. Minerva McGonagall. I thought she was Professor always... McGonagall, the vice head. Yeah, of I thought she was always Hogwarts. just Professor McGonagall. I didn't know she had a middle name. That's her first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you think her first <laughs> name is <laughs> Professor? <laughs> wow, wow, that's a revelation. So, do you mean when what? you go to uni? Do you think all of your like? It's, isn't it funny how like this guy's name's Professor and that guy's name's Professor? Like, why? Why are all our lecturers? Why is their first name Professor? <laughs> You're a clown. You're you literally a clown. <laughs> 
Is it like when you join a university, they strike your first name off the list and you will be automatically become a professor yeah, for like, the rest like, of like, your existence? Yeah, like... Oh, it's no, like, no. I can finally retire and call myself John again. <laughs> Imagine it, can I see five? Oh, he's excelled himself there. Guy. Oh, I thought I had this, but I don't have it. So I'm just going uh, with Stan Shunpike. Who? Who? Oh, it's, Paul, it's Paul K, isn't it? It's, it's just, is that, that's Paul K, isn't it? Paul K, the man who'll never have a massive role unless it's in Black Ball. He was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, not in a big role, was it? He had a decent new role like, in the last just, season. Just be Dennis Penis. Just be Dennis Penis. Magic 30. Uh, I'm going to have to use Ron Weasley. <laughs> would you like Ron, to don't rephrase- worry about it! Shoulder-marging <laughs> me, are you, Ron? <laughs> would you like to rephrase that sentence? <laughs> no, because he's apparently been accompanied by his pet rat, Scabbers. Ron Weasley is keen to, ret- keen to return to Hogwarts and join his friends in Gryffindor House. He's got a magic of only 22, but that's because he got a busted wand. Do you think that like, Ron is a bit of a beg around like, Harry and Hermione? So he's kind of like, oh yeah, like I'm your you, cool friend. I'm like really You cool, know he's like, the cool. one who's going to, like, in the Wizarding World, he's done the book deal. To like give all the gossip when they were at school, and, like twenty years down the road, he's going to be like the Callum Best of the Wizarding World. <laughs> I was famous once, lads. Hey, do, you, do you remember me, mate, Harry? Hey. I'm, a, I'm a celeb. Oh, and it's it's Ron Weasley from the uh, from the uh, Magic School. <laughs> Celebrity Wizard Love Island. <laughs> Stan Shumplake and Ron Weasley, and the and the and the, 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 the fat lass on the door, hosted by Hagrid. Right. So you won that one. So you that's get the it. next one. It's not, that's not Paul K. Is that not Paul K? Who's that then? Somebody else. Is Paul K. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Paul K. He, right? he looks a bit like him, but he's not. I didn't really. Can we get on with the game? The guy that stop did the, asking um, about Paul K. Did the, uh, <laughs> is Paul K. Night bus that? with Lenny Henry. Wait, show me. He's the bus conductor. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he Paul K. Right. Callan, pick a category, K. but not temper. Why not? Oh, wait, I wasn't going to pick temper to be honest. Good, good, good. Well I was done. deciding between the other two. Um, we've had magic, so I'll go coverage. I've got Professor Remus Lupin. <laughs> is that Remus his middle name, Remus? Name. <laughs> Remus is his first name, and he's. The... Do you know what Lupin stands for? No. Gives you a big clue to the plot. There's a Lupin something. A Lupin time. Oh. No. Wait, what is uh, you're asking a man here who thinks a professor is a first name for somebody. Keith, you know Latin. What does Lupin mean? Uh, it's uh, for for the for, it's four legged animal. Looks a bit like a dog, but it's not domestic. How's it? Oh wow, I did not know that. The, you, I think its actual uh, Latin name is uh, Lupus Lupus. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway, his courage is forty. And he's hungry like the wolf. He is. David Lewis. He was what a, a dude. What a dude. My one of my Instagram feeds, Reckless Records in London. He got snapped buying a record in London. Only cost him eight quid as well. I love the fact that man is a crate digger. So I'm on board with him. Definitely on board with him. Guy, uh, can you beat your courage? Of- no, I'm going to use me, Drake L. Malf- Drake L. Malfoy. I'm him, aren't I? You're crab. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, boss. You are. Like, like I would be the evil one, and you'd be my sidekick, wouldn't you? <laughs> courage twelve. Come on, kid. Keith. I will have to use up what should be the top trump, but quite clearly isn't. Harry Potter. Uh, Harry actual Potter had a miserable summer in Privet Dive. Harry Potter, the boy who lived, returned to his Drive. third year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. He's got a coverage of 40, so that's... 
Well, Snap I have. Tied. I have what actually guy is a Dementor. Ha. What does that mean? The angry. <laughs> you're one of the the gods of Azkaban, and one of the most foulest creatures on earth. They suck every good feeling and happy memory. Oh yeah, from their that's guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm good. Courage with that. of forty. So that's a three-way tie. How has a Dementor got so courage of forty? As you've not picked exactly. a character, as you've not picked a character. Category yet, Keith. You can have the final category. I well, hang on a minute. Neither did I. You lost. You got nothing. I won the last one. I will round. suck I the go goodwill out of this room. I won if the you first. Don't let me you won pick. the second. Let Keith have the third because it okay. was a three way right. tie. I will. I, my last card is a character who is imprisoned in Azkaban for the murder of 13 people. Sirius Black is believed to be. Is it uh, Oscar winning Gary Oldman? Is it? It's Gary Oldman. Oscar winning Gary Oldman. Shocking. He's got a magic rating of 80. I've got Aunt Petunia. Who? Petunia Dursley dotes on a greedy son Dudley, buying him cakes and sweets. She is bony and horse-faced and the noisiest woman in the world. It's a nice description, isn't it? <laughs> bony and horse-faced. And she has the word muggles written in big letter next to her name. Muggles. Magic of zero. Good on you. Petunia. The, these cards are definitely sizest because this <laughs> description starts... Fat, greedy, and spoiled. Guy Halford. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You, you're having a laugh there, Vernon Dursley, aren't you? <laughs> Harry's enormous cousin Dudley has a piggy face, piggy little eyes, and eats constantly. And he has a magic of zero. Does he also have muggles written in big letters? He doesn't. No. What's he got? What's he got written? He does have muggles written in big letters next to his school. Oh, yeah. Guy. Hmm. Have you hmm. finally won a point? Hmm. Hmm. He's, he's, got, he's only going to have Voldemort, isn't he? Uh, Snape! Severus The Rickman. Snape. Snape. How can I get have all those characters and he's still the lose? Top, is he the top Trump? No, he's not. Can we just uh, go head to- of Slytherin House and Hogwarts Potion Master Professor Snape favours his own students above those from other houses. Could we just point out Callum was just singing a random song in the background and made a bit of a fool of himself? We never- need to address this. Have you never seen Pot- is it Potter Puppet Pals? I mean, you- you're a puppet, so if this is something <laughs> that you watch on Puppet TV, I don't, I don't know. Like- See, the two cards that we did not play with, one of them was the top trump. Who do you think the top trump was? Uh, Neville Longbottom, <laughs> Voldemort. Neville Longbottom is tr- truly the the actual hero. It's got to be prof- uh, what's it? Dumbledore, Professor Albus Dumbledore. Ooh, Did you Love- put your name in the goblet, Harry? Did you put your name in the goblet? <laughs> Luna Lovegood. <laughs> Harry's he was magic a hundred, courage thirty nine, temper of zero. And the you other co- he's got bad temper on him. And the other character was apparently they ran out of actual people. Is Buckbeak. <laughs> they couldn't have used Dobby or... No, Buckbeak. Like... A brave hippogriff, half horse, half bird, ha- looked after by Rubius Harrogrid. Magic 5, Courage 35, Temper of 9. That top Blimey. trump, that Dumbledore top trump, so only a top trump in one category. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Yes. But anyway, that was top trump's profi- prisoner of Azkaban edition. We finished playing top. Trumps and Harry's gone to bed. We're going to go to our next segment. Uh, we thought we'd add a new feature into the mix this week, which is where we look at some of the bigger tech and geek news stories over the last couple of weeks. It's original. Yes. We shall call this Geek News. Wow. Yes. 
That took a long and hard decision to make come up with that name, didn't it, Keith? There were several focus groups. Yes. A lot of long hours. Some polls. Yeah, some polls. Uh, there was a committee there was yeah. as well. There Callum was there. <laughs> so, Keith, do you want to start off with your news story of the week? Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Uh, pro- uh, probably a lot of people have... <laughs> Been well polled. I thought we finished talking about my poll, but it's the um, it's the news that um, Andrew Lincoln is likely to leave the Walking Dead during season nine, the upcoming season. Does that mean Teacher season six is coming? But Egg is back. Egg is Egg is on his way back. Yes, this is Um, this life. Twenty eighteen. This life. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting turning point in terms of the series. Um. The, the word is also that uh, Lauren Cohen is thinking about making this her last season as well. So that would just leave um, Norman Reed as well? Well, uh, well the, the, the scuttlebutt is, is that uh, Norman's going to get promoted to lead uh, in the series, which is interesting because in the last couple of series he hasn't had an awful lot to do as Daryl. Well, this, um, this, this, this is going to be a slight issue because most of the comics, well, pretty much all the comics, still have Andrew Lincoln's character as the lead. Well... For me, The Walking Dead is Rick and Carl's story. It's, yes, it's the story of theirs, and I, I'm I'm wondering whether part of the reason why Andrew Lincoln is deciding to leave is he's done nine years already, but the idea of having Carl removed gives him less of a focus yeah. to why he should be there. It gives it gives Rick less reason to go on. Yeah, he's got Judith, but we all know that Judith isn't his. Yeah. Uh, child uh, 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 per se, but I think the whole decision to to get rid of Carl in the la- in the last season spoilers if you've not seen that, but I think that might be part of the reason why Andrew's calling it a day. And I don't think that that that, that the series will have legs post Rick leaving. I He's think, not had a very good storyline recently, no. and I don't think it's going to work in, in the show's I favor. Think to they're going to struggle to get an extra season, and that probably would be quits. Yeah, I think a lot of what I'm hearing, although I don't get it in the UK, is Fear the Walking Dead seems to be the show that is actually doing interesting things with the whole idea. Well, that um, that, that was kind of the disappointing thing for me about The Walking Dead. The whole Walking Dead is everybody wants to see the zombie apocalypse on the screen and the actual occurrence of this. And I know there's been multiple movies about this, but with The Walking Dead it starts a month afterwards where Rick's been in a hospital bed for a month. Yeah. And still apparently hooked up to his ivy which was a bit of a weird decision at the time but it's kind of like we've missed the whole point of the yeah. show why was he old it was just a it was a um, a dream of carl's carl was looking forward to a future where everybody is happy and living together and harmonious and kind of you know he's looking to a future where man is Getting back to what's important and not fighting each other over the limited resources. But, but then was he? Then was he in the shower instead of just had the straight stream? He, he turned into Patrick Duffy, who was going to be <laughs> cast as the older Carl at some point <laughs> later in the future. Um, yeah, I, 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 Walking Dead has had a, a troubled time over the last few seasons in terms of fans not really appreciating what's been going on and some of the stranger yeah. deviations they're taking from the comics. But I don't mind them taking deviations from the comics. But when it's so extreme. It, I think it's not working for them, and it's going to be uh, a season which will either secure Walking Dead going forward, or it's going to—it's not—it's not, it's not yeah. firing on all cylinders. And I think losing Andrew Lincoln, who really grounds the, the, the show and has done from throughout, well, losing been, him is going to be a big, a big say he thing. He is the main character yeah. by quite a dis- decent margin. He has been the main focus of the series all the way since 
show one. Yeah, and announcing it this far in advance of when the show is actually going to start as well. Yeah. So I, that's just going to start people talking. I stopped watching after the series of the boring old man in it. Herschel. Was he an old man that was boring? Was it the one with the barn? Yeah. Which was the second season. Is it the one where he loses his leg? He was just he was just a boring old man at a barn. That's he's on about the second season on the farm. That's a long time ago, guy. Yes, that's a long time. But, ago. You know, I don't forget though. The I don't forget that kind of on. kind of boredom that I had to endure because <laughs> of that old man. So I'm going to pick something a little bit different. I'm going to move into the video gaming world for mine, which is apparently Apple have blocked Steam from extending its video games to the iPhone via the Steam Link app. So if you don't know about this, Steam has a little box feature called the Steam Link, which basically allows you to play your PC games in another room, plug it into the TV, and they've been developing apps as well to go along with this. So they're developing an Android and an Apple app, and Apple have completely blocked it being allowed it onto the App Store. Steam Link is not the best title for something. I think it's perfectly fine. Is this not down to the fact that they think that the Steam infrastructure isn't secure enough? For it to be used on the iOS platform. That's their excuse. But <laughs> most people are saying it's basically because they can't get a cut of any digital purchases bought on the Steam store. And okay. that you can then play on your Apple phone. Mm. Uh, basically, so the the main thing about this is... So Steam, if you've not heard of it, is the dominant online store for PC games. And it has been quite easy. It's come from Valve Software, who've done stuff like uh, Counter-Strike Source... Half-Life series of games, Team Fortress 2, some of the biggest PC games out there. And basically they wanted to start pushing into a more mobile market with some of their games so you can play your PC games on your phone using the Steam Link app. Similar to like streaming your Netflix via the internet onto your phone or stuff from your home PC onto your phone. And Apple have completely just blocked any kind of access whatsoever. I think that's an interesting story because, I mean, I've dabbled with Steam in the past and being a mac user there's not been an awful lot of content i find it quite frustrating a lot of times where there's not there is a mac version available or was available very limitedly yeah um but you know i think i don't well this was to basically say if you're away on business or you're traveling or you're away on a holiday you can still log into your pc at home and play some some computer games whilst you're away or if you're at university and you've got a powerful pc at home mm. then you could have logged on via that way and still played your game or you could just enjoy your holiday if you baked on just holiday imagine what your roaming <laughs> bill would be like your 4g <laughs> be can, we, can, we, can we just summarize the conclusion to this buy a pc use android haven't got to worry about it yeah well, the, basically what's come from uh, Valve Corp is their statement is the team has here spent many hours on this project and the approval process. We're clearly disappointed, but we hope Apple will reconsider it in the future. I mean, if you bought anything through the App Store, Apple takes 30% cut of any app that's hosted on there. So if you buy a game or any program or any application through the App Store, Apple automatically earns 30% of that. And I think this is pretty much there is implied is the reason is because you'd buy your game through Steam. Steam gets 100% of the profits by buying it through that way and then you stream it to your phone for free mm. so it's, it's it seems to be a big money driven decision and it's not about giving service to your customers here yeah um, it's an, it's it seems i think there's more to it than that because surely then apps like netflix and amazon prime and all of those kind of things where you're paying subscriptions to be able to use those services would well, be it says here that app, 
uh, Apple's App Store guidelines now say that if you have a store within your store, so if you resell something via your application, uh, that will get banned. So I think with Netflix, because you're already buying it beforehand, yeah. whereas here you could go on through Steam Link and buy yourself a game to play remotely on from your PC. I, I just, I just, there seems to be a lot of decisions going on with the internet at the moment where it seems to be profit over accessibility. Yeah. I mean, this would not cost Apple anything. It, it would certainly bring a lot of users to the platform. Yeah. It would certainly open up an awful lot of... Um, I think Apple are just trying to hold off by saying no right away. Obviously, Steam will want to be on that platform so that perhaps Apple can strike a deal in that they can get a cut then of it's, Steam it's, sales. I think it's the Apple walled garden thing that we have here. So Apple are very restrictive of what goes onto their applications mm. and they're very, very consciously heavy of anything that goes inside their walled garden. You can't usually access from any other service. I mean, they're more than happy to have an iTunes Android app so they can get a cut from paying from that, but they won't ever be nice in return, basically. Hmm. Well, my news story goes yes. back to the Top Tramps game. Harry Potter? Yes, Harry Potter. Uh, because at the weekend, Stan Lee tweeted, J.K. Rowling, everyone's okay. looking at me with blank faces. Well, that's re- how we look at yeah. you usually, but carry on. <laughs> the real Stanley. Yeah. yeah, the real Stanley. Hey, at JK Rowling, if you ever want me to send Doctor Strange and the X Men to Hogwarts to teach a few classes, just let me know. I think they could also hold down the fort against Voldemort. Which has sparked a lot of rumours right. online. Voldemort about... is a rubbish villain. Can In I... the history of villains, <laughs> Voldemort is a rubbish villain. This is a man who can't take control of a school for more than a day. Think about. <laughs> Can I just say, just because somebody tweets somebody, this isn't necessarily news. It, it's news. It's, it's probably that... generated quite a few Reddit articles off the back of it, and as we've learned in the past got, on our weird news feature on the it podcast, it got a Radio Times article on it. There you go. That's news then. There we go. It's news. And a bunch of people have just been tweeting back with just like fan theories of like how this could go together, and it just sounds genius. And I just want that. It's the thing that you just didn't know you want, that you just want. I have some in-studio news to wrap us up. Whilst we've been on air, a hair from my head has landed on my lap in the shape of a figure eight. Infinity. (laughs) Callan, we're recording somewhere a bit different from usual at the moment, aren't we? Possibly. A local university, which I'm going to redact the name from the name of this magazine, because it sounds disgusting as well. What's wrong with that? It sounds like you've got VD. (laughs) 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 moving along the top five students you will meet at redacted university (sighs) (laughs) you know when there's a fluff article at the back this is buzzfeed journalism basically was this written by philip ellis (laughs) (laughs) he's coming for you i'm gonna get punched in the throat (laughs) who's the who's the writer (laughs) there's no byline is there a byline? This is unfortunate nomination. <laughs> Sophie Hack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hawk, Sophie, but your name means what this kind of journalism is. 
Number one. So, the top five students. We're an eclectic bunch, but we know how to throw a party, run a democracy, and show the world what we're made of. Oh, But cringe. I can show you, you will meet these kind of people here in your three years of study. But... <laughs> the midnight prawn eater. <laughs> but which one of these are you? The Uncle Ben Steeler. <laughs> <laughs> the Wi-Fi wangler. <laughs> Number one, the socialite vampire. You know they live in your halls somewhere. Right. You've never seen them during the day, but every time you are out, they are there, be it a flat, a house party, student union event, or just a night in the local. This elusive student won't miss a social gathering for the world. So there's a beg, then. A, a, a oh. friend, so basically a friend collector. It's a person who goes out to university and doesn't bother to go to university, yeah. just goes yeah. out drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's that someone who's got like I've got like a thousand friends on Facebook. I don't know why that's what 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 kind of American accent was that? Why are they American all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, God, Next God. one, the hustler. Oh. oh, club tickets, guest lists, rooms in halls or spaces in houses. The student sells them all. That's Dave Massey right there. <laughs> they will bombard your Facebook feeds and always seem to be selling something or other. Not complaining though, as they do get you tickets that sold out event. Oh, they are the worst. Okay, so kind of knows somebody people. like that then. The walking textbook. Well, we know that's not Callan Danes. <laughs> Professor Smith. <laughs> All work and no play may be the recipe for success after all, as this student is a walking Harvard reference. They hand in their work months before the deadline and are always on top of their game. Where did they find time to read all those textbooks? That was Keith. That was definitely Keith. <laughs> yeah, that was Keith. Now, Keith, Keith was the hustler, I think. <laughs> Place I'm not admitting to anything. <laughs> Number four, the parent. It's handy to have this student living with you in halls or houses of the self-designated cleaner care and possibly the only student with their head screwed on. They have to scrub the floors until they shine and look after those who enjoy the student drink deals a bit too much. Always handy to have around just stay on their good side in case they decide to ground you. I mean, that's harsh. That's basically saying that like, if you're that character, you're going to get walked all over. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the person who's like the only one who bothers to put bleach near the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and number five, the library camper. What? I think we will have a little element of this student in us. They put their assignments off and find something else to do, knowing they'll be given plenty of time to submit. Oh, that was me. Brains. That was me. That's just every student. Yeah, that was me. However, in the early hours Dave of the morning, Dave Price, you. <laughs> However, in the early hours of the morning, you will find them nestled between textbooks and cans of energy drink in the library, kicking themselves for leaving everything so late. Approach the student with caution, as caffeine, lack of sleep, and panic do not mix well. I was just about to say this is rubbish. I'm none of those, but yeah, I'm definitely the last one. <laughs> Well, no, there's another category for you, but we won't talk about that. No, here it is, actually. The top worst flatmate scenarios. <laughs> and on, how to deal with quickly. them. Hilda Walusmio, I think. Hilda Walusmio? I don't know. Yeah. Number one, noisy flatmates. Guy. Guy. Were you on yeah. about? What are you on about? You, you are clearly the noisy flatmate when nah, you're at uni. Not when I'm the one who's getting annoyed by, like, crying babies and alarms going off I'll thank you very much I'm very respectful with my music 8 o'clock is the cut off point I love the, the advice how to deal with this set up a whatsapp group let them know when it's too much and you should quiet them down that, that does not work I'm no. telling you now that does not work number 2 cleanliness woes 
one housemate who never cleans the bin or washes the dishes. Oh, I've been there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these flatmates carry on into adult life. <laughs> Number three, food stealers. Oh. <laughs> yes. They will steal your steal your food up your use your necessities like milk. Very annoying. Have you did you find the Ben thief? No, but I also Were you had, like Spider Man? Were you chasing down the killer of I Uncle also Ben's? had a coffee thief and I assume it's the same person. Yes. I think you're throwing up too many accusations, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it for your university redacted magazine. Thank you. Now you're I hope you're all prepared now to go to university. Yes. All the lovely people you'll meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, he's, he's like a walking prospectus, isn't he? Yes. A walking prospectus? Yeah. You know- oh, well, those books are so Oh easy. my <laughs> god. <laughs> it's late, okay? It's late. I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, it, mate, it's late, but there's a thing called brain cells. You use them. Oh, Callan, you've been on <laughs> fire today. How did you get into university? <laughs> Wow! Did you just? Oh, I, oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted along. today. I, I'm lost for words. I think we need to leave it there. Keith, where can we find you online? On Twitter, it's hardluck underscore hotel. Yes. Everywhere else, pretty much without the underscore. Go 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 guy. Thanks for that. Go guy. Okay. <laughs> what's, your, what's your Twitter and Instagram and that? Uh, I, I, I'm just lost for words. Um, Vinyl Guy H, Guy underscore Halford. Um, oh, Callan, you, you've blown my mind today. <laughs> Callan, where can we find your pearls of wisdom online? Pro- Professor Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean you think Professor Green is really named Professor Green? <laughs> <laughs> Professor Stephen Hawking. Stephen was not his middle name. <laughs> Professor uh, Green, yo. <laughs> Alan, where can we find you? You can find me on pretty much all social medias on D-A-Y-N-E-S radio. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without. Pictures available for sale. <laughs> Pictures, yeah. Reasonable prices. <laughs> and you can find me... Dumping some socks in the White House. <laughs> Online, on Twitter, at Ryan Parish. And you can find us all in the week on Twitter, Facebook, social medias, at Geeky Rummy. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and like and subscribe and share and all that kind of thing. So we've got some cool videos on there. And write us a review on the podcast. Day Give price. us validation. Price. Give price. us validation. <laughs> tell, us, tell us how fun we are, or if we're not, and we'll change stuff, like getting rid of guys. You're not getting rid of me to get rid of um, Professor Danes over there. Oh my god, Callan. Yes. Oh my god. Thank you for joining us on Geeky Room with this. I'm auditioning for the Happy Time Murders. What just ha- what, again, what is, what, is just, what is happening, Keith? What is going on? That's on the desk. It's just, it just has evaporated. Too, just... too much 20 year old chocolate. Thank you for joining us on Geeky Room this week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you'd like to join our listener supporters, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.